Welcome to another episode of Thrive. We're about to dive into something really interesting today. We're going to talk about the importance of immediate conversations, not forms, uh, when it comes to qualification of prospects on your website. So a uh, super geeky conversation that I'm about to have with uh, Dan Murphy, and I'm really excited about it. So um, Dan actually runs demand generation over at Drift, and Drift, if you don't know about it, it's the leading um, conversational marketing and selling platform. I've actually personally used it on my site for the better part of a year now. Um, I absolutely love it. I love the, the mobile app that it comes with so I can reply to people even when I'm not in front of my computer. Um, and if you, obviously you're going to listen and watch the show, but if you want to check it out while we're talking, uh, you'll just go over to drift.com forward slash thrive. Put that in the show notes as well, and I'll probably repeat it at the end. Um, so Dan, thank you so much, first of all, for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Cool. Um, so we were chatting a while ago and you mentioned that you guys recently put together this really in-depth um, lead response time study or report and really focus on the B2B sector. So I wanted to kind mm -hmm. of get like a high level overview of that report and kind of what did you discover? Sure. So we uh, what we did was it's called the secret shopper experiment or report. Um, and what we did is we actually went and surveyed 512 B2B SaaS companies. Um, and uh, we were checking for lead response time. And so that's a new metric. A lot of marketers aren't familiar with it. But basically, um, lead response time is how quickly does your business reach back out and have a conversation with the lead when it comes in and express some sort of interest for you, right? Whether it's through a live chat, whether it's through a form, um, through a contact page, whatever. Um, and so what we, what we found was uh, a couple of years ago, actually, I should backtrack and say um, Harvard Business Review and InsideSales.com, they put together this really interesting report that said that a lead is 10 times less likely to ever talk to you if you don't respond to them within five minutes. And that makes sense, too, because in, in this day and age, I think most of us feel this as buyers, but, you know, as buyers, we're empowered, right? We have all of this knowledge, all of this information at our fingertips, um, and so um, what happens is uh, people come, you know, people have options. Um, there's a lot of competition. And yeah, so if you sure. don't hear back from a business, yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, you disappear. You, you end up going somewhere else and, and finding um, your solution, whatever job you're trying to get done. So um, but it was really interesting to find this like 10 times less likely to ever talk to you if you within this five minute window. Um, and so we really wanted to test that. We wanted to take that data and try it out. And we found some really interesting stuff about how um, businesses uh, lack um, quick response time. Yeah. Um, and so was it across the board, like you just found that people were just not responding? I mean, forget about the five minutes. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, was mm -hmm. it like a couple of hours? Was it a couple of days? Like what, what were the overall findings? Yeah. So um, first of all, 90% of the companies didn't hit that five minute mark, right? So that, that sweet spot that not we found 90% of right? No, it's not surprising. And in, in the world of, of, of most companies doing forms and lead nurturing and lead scoring and there's all the stuff going on in the back end, most companies don't have it set up so that within five minutes they can reach back out and have a conversation with you and decide they're ready. Um, but we've also really gotten entrenched in this world where like we ha where as marketers we feel like we have to do all this lead scoring, we have to do all this back end stuff. It has to take time to figure out if someone, a lead when they come in is worthwhile to talk to. And that's kind of a shame because um, you're going to lose a lot of opportunities. So um, ninety percent of the companies did not meet that five minute sweet spot. Um, fifty eight percent of them actually never responded to us 58%? at all. Fifty eight percent. 
58%. Yes. Oh Never responded whatsoever. Um, awesome. And these were like, yeah. And so like the, the interest was through, like we would go on a website and go on live chat, try to talk to them. We would go on and try to send a contact request on their form, uh, on, on their you know contact page, wherever, um, trying to engage with them, trying to look like legitimate interests, yeah. um, their business and 58% of them, the majority of them, never responded whatsoever and and we were counting up through days i think um wow. i don't have the exact number in front of me but it was uh, most of them fell between a or sorry the ones that did responded would would fall between like a two and seven day period of when they actually oh followed up and that's pathetic <laughs> yeah and, that's it, and like if you think about it too it's like people like you and i like we just go on amazon and we need something I, i'm talking about the consumer end of it right? right this is different than b2b but like if you think of the way we buy we just go on like i was on last night my phone um, I need an air conditioner. It's getting hot here in, in Boston. It's going to be humid soon. And so I just went on my phone. I was, I was right before I went to bed. I searched AC units. I read two or three reviews. I decided this is one for me. I pressed order and I'm done. It's going to show up at my front door and, and I'm like all my work is done. Right. And so that's the world I live in as a B2C buyer. So if I'm buying B2B, I expect a similar approach. Right. And so that's what this data is really showing. Right. Yeah. So um, inside of this, uh, this study and, and the reports and all these findings, how did the response time correlate to the actual close rate? Because obviously pre-qualifying someone and getting them into, you know, okay, this, is, this checks out, this is a, a quality lead for me or a quality prospect. We turn this into an opportunity, we actually close them. Like what is the correlation from that initial response time to the actual close? Yeah, so at Drift, um, so that would actually be a great follow-up report, and we could go into depth there and, and survey other companies. It's harder, obviously, to look at every other, you know, we can't look at 512 companies, right. um, uh, you know, opportunity to close rate. But at Drift, we find that majority of our business, the majority, so over 50%, um, happens within months. So create and close is what we call it, right? So a lead comes in at the beginning of the month or halfway through the month or whatever, um, we are end up end up being able to close that that deal within 30 days. So we have definitely seen that, and we've seen that with some of our customers. Um, I can't cite a very specific one, um, or I can't think of the top of my head, the one that has that like middle to bottom, the funnel higher conversion. Um, but we've talked, I've been on a lot of different customer calls where they say they have that because real-time messaging, when you empower someone, you give them the option to um, use messaging versus email or a phone call. Um, it gives, it really empowers the sales rep as well because the buyer is much more likely to jump on real-time messaging and follow up after a demo or you know, after a, a sales call and, and have that conversation. Right, for sure. So there are a lot of uh, agency leaders, managers, watching or listening <laughs> to this, and they're, I know I'm gonna get a couple emails after this uh, show, and they're gonna be like, come on, five minutes, really? Like, we're running a service-based business. Our clients <laughs> are running probably service-based businesses. Um, how do you expect us to actually get back to someone in under five minutes. Um, so yeah, and so are there like yeah. best practices that you kind of throw sure. out there? Yeah, and so that that's like that's exactly so we started with messaging, right? We were at our very beginning at Drift, like a, a really just a live chat tool on your website, and it's human to human, real time conversations. Um, but we realized, like, how do you scale that? Exactly the question you have, like, how do you scale that? How can you do this five minute window? That doesn't sound reasonable. Right. Um, and the solution is chatbots. The solution is. Um, giving someone a chatbot isn't, you know, in our world, it isn't this powerful AI engine that, you know, can, you know, do crazy machine learning and understand where you're coming from and give you real time answers to very detailed questions. A chatbot is just something that interacts with you and says, hey, 
um, like either one that provides you with some information based on your knowledge base. So with Drift, you can you can connect your knowledge base to Drift, and it'll look through and and read all your documentation and try to provide answers to someone who's looking for something. Um, two is uh, uh, booking real time meetings. So um, when someone comes in, they're looking you know as a B two B buyer looking for something. Um, you can actually have a chat on your website to interact with someone. Um, ask a couple of qualifying questions, and if they're qualified, it'll book a meeting for that person um, right away with the right sales rep. They can do routing. It's smart enough to look at the right sales rep and say, this person's coming from Microsoft. Let's send them to Johnny because Johnny owns the Microsoft account um, or whatever. Um, and, and what we found is, and you might think, okay, that's great for the, the business. It's great from, for the sales rep, but like, how does that help the buyer? Well, the buyer actually likes that because if you know, when you're coming on a website, you have this intent, you're evaluating, you're looking for something, you're some sort of serious buyer. Um, if you can, you know, if you're going through the motions here, you're looking at the right pages and drift, you can configure in any way you want, really. Um, you can identify, okay, you know, I want to, you know, this person is, um, or this business is going to be a solution for me. How do I get in touch with them? If you can just book a meeting as a buyer and say, okay, now I know at this point in time, you know, in two days from now or three days from now or a week from now, I have a meeting with them. I'll get all my answers then I'll you know be able to lay it all out here. I can put it in my schedule. Um, that solves a problem for the buyer as well um, in terms of getting the answers as quickly as possible. At least they have that set you know time saying, okay, this is when we're going to dive into this, and I'm going to explore this this uh, this option more. Right. Right. And the, the pre-qualification questions that you're talking about, obviously those have to be completely customizable. Every business is different, so you can yes. kind of run them through. Um, and do you find that? the the prospective customers or clients are more willing to kind of go that route rather than talking to someone either on the phone right now, um, meaning that they take the step to dial in, or or if they know that they're interacting with an actual human on a live chat. Like, what do you know what those differences are or what the the preferences are from the customer standpoint? Yeah, I think I think we're moving into a world where there's a phonophobia. Um, I, I I have myself. I I don't know what it is. Actually, I actually saw something in the New York Times recently where there's this huge, huge spike in robocalls. I don't know if you've experienced this, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, there's just like this. Uh, there's like the FTC or, or FCC or whatever, whatever the commission is. They're looking yeah. into it. Like this is a big thing. Um, I don't answer my phone anymore. When it's a random number. If it's my mom or my girlfriend or my friends, I'll answer it. But other than that, I don't answer the phone ever. Um, and and so, your mom is um, questionable, right? Yeah, my mom is, yeah. I mean, hopefully my mom's listening to this, but sometimes I'm a little busy and I got other things to do and I'll call her back. Totally Definitely talk to her yesterday. If my mom's listening to this, I'm totally kidding too. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Glad we both got that, made that, uh, that, that yeah, that statement. Um, yeah, so um, I think like we're, we're moving to this world where, um, you know, the phone is a less likely outcome and yeah. and so like when i was i was a customer before i came to work here at drift and i installed drift and i you know um built the process for our sales team to implement and start using it trained them on it and kind of built this new way of selling and um when i was when we were first trying it it was just our marketing team that was on drift it was only us having conversations we didn't open it up right away to everybody our entire sales team we had about 25 reps um and what would happen is we would be on as marketers talking to these leads and the sales reps, you know, I, I would ping them on Slack and say, hey, your lead's on the website right now. I'm talking to them right now. Do you want to come over to my desk and, you know, talk to them? Right. And they're like, oh, my God. And they would come over. And I can't, I can't tell you how many times I had a, one of the sales reps come over and be like, I've been calling them for weeks. And they haven't responded to any of my phone calls. Right. 
and now they're on live chat. What the heck? And, and it's like, well, that kind of makes sense, right? right? Especially with technical, you know, in a technical sale, like engineers, mechan- like most people, IT, you don't want to talk to, you know, people on the phone. And we've seen a lot of traction in that too for non-traditional, you know, sort of like a marketer or salesperson might be more likely to answer the phone than an engineer or, you know, scientist or something like that or yeah. IT person. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it actually works very well um, for those markets in terms of giving them real-time messaging. It's at their pace. It's at their leisure. They have the power to start and end conversations. They can continue them through email off once the converse, once they're off the website. I mean, it just it just adds a lot more flexibility to them. So we've seen a lot more traction. I don't have specific data to say, oh, we, you know, see a, you know, 70% no, more. Like, fine. Yeah. Oh, totally. Anecdotally. I mean, that's, and that's what like 90% of our customers are like, this is why they do it because they can't reach people because of phone. Um, and so having real time messaging on the website and then having it baked into all the different parts of, of platform, which is email and all these other things gives them a lot more um, power. Right. I mean, to me, that makes a lot of sense because really, what are you doing at the beginning of the relationship? Um, or, or I should say just the beginning of the process you know, you're kind of sitting there as the customer, you're not ready to kind of mm-hmm. jump into marriage, right? Like you got to court a little. So you want to do your due yeah. diligence, maybe you want to chat, you know, whatever it is, and then maybe book yeah. that appointment. So yeah, it's just kind of like run before you walk. And, and I think that's a really good point to kind of touch on and, and really kind of drill home to people that that's how our human react our human behavior has evolved um, over the last five to 10 years. Yeah, and, and I'll just add to that and say that, you know, one of the other parts about conversations which are better than forms or the buyer likes more is that they can be anonymous in a conversation. They can ask a very specific personalized question that matters to them. Yeah. Whereas with a form, you're identifying your first name, your last name, your phone number, your firstborn child, your social security <laughs> number. I mean, like it's like to the extent that, you know, my last company, we had 12 different questions in our form for any any entrance into our content database, you would have to answer 12 questions. So with chat, it just gives a lot more, you know, opportunity for people to come in and ask anonymously before they are ready to identify themselves, before they're ready to, you know, give their email address and everything. Just go right in and ask their specific question. Yeah. Um, So I guess, you know, the next step or the next question would be if there's an agency um, that wants to kind of implement Drift, try it out, or they want to do that for one of their clients, is Mm -hmm. the next step to essentially like what would you recommend are you talking about ripping out all their static forms and putting drift in place or what's the the best practice sure. from your standpoint yeah that's a great question and so i i went through this again as a customer and and we basically were doing um the old way of b2b marketing which is forms and lead scoring and email nurture and all that stuff um, and I, I would not recommend just ripping it all out and just replacing. I mean, no, I don't think many marketers' first inclination is going to be, oh, yeah, I'm just going to rip everything out tomorrow and, <laughs> and see how it goes. Um, you have to start small. You have to start somewhere. Um, I think empowering your sales team with conversations on the website, you don't realize until you turn it on who is on your website, what they have to say, um, what they're interested in. And when you give them that avenue that's not filling out a form and not identifying all this information about themselves, um, they take it. You know, we, we, we at Drift, before I even got here, um, we lived in the old world of forms. We were doing forms, and we had about a 2% conversion rate of all the traffic. Um, and now about 20% of our traffic has conversations with us, right? So just a lift in overall now, not every single conversation someone identifies themselves. Sometimes they're anonymous, but right. because of you know specific things like IP tracking, we can generally know who they are. We can do stuff like um, we have an integration with Clearbit, 
And um, with Clearbit, you can actually, it takes a big and rich data library of all these B2B companies across the world. Um, and it has their IP address. So when a certain company comes to you anonymously, you can identify and say, oh, that's IBM. They're on our website right now because we're looking at their IP address. Mm -hmm. And we, we've seen a lot of these, like, we were just looking at something the other day, actually, where one of our customers replied. And they sent like, oh, my God, I didn't realize all these companies were on my website. <laughs> and they, they probably always have been. But they just don't want to submit a form. They don't want to sign up for our trial. They don't want to, you know, um, book a demo yet. They don't want to go through this form. They're, they're there. They're looking. But we didn't know who they were until you helped us identify them using Clearbit and Drift. And then, right. you know, a lot of them will end up having conversations. And, you know, we see that with quality. You know, a VP or a CMO or a CFO or whatever might not come on your website and sign up for the free trial because they're not going to be the ones using it. Right. But they might come on as an interested buyer. Yeah. And they might just want to ask a couple of questions. And then, you know, conversations and chat gives you that option. Right, right. Awesome. Well, I know you put together uh, very generously um, uh, an offer for our audience. So if you guys want to get um, a free lead bot trial for seven days, you can just head over to drift.com forward slash thrive. And again, I'll pop that in the show notes for you. Um, Dan, great conversation. Um, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, happy to talk in the future as Drift kind of evolves. Great. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.